Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller guide to healing chronic pain, a holistic approach. And um, soon to be launching actually uh, two out of my three books. <laughs> uh, the Evolutionary Healer book is launching September 10th, so mark your calendar if you'd like to support me. I'd greatly appreciate that. And then November 4th is going to be another book, and I will talk about that a little later, but it's super, super exciting because I'll be co-authoring with um, Keith Leon S. Bob Proctor and Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup is the Soul Guy, so <laughs> super excited about that. Um, all right, so... Um, the whole, you know, why do I make this show? Well, it's really to empower you and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether that's like, you know, radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or just simply peace of mind. Like having peace of mind these days is pretty valuable, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. So that is my goal. And so thank you so much for being part of the show and listening in. I super, super appreciate you. And if you don't already have my Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, I'd love to gift that to you free. It's at www.sensitivesoulguide.com. And you can download that PDF. And uh, I'll show you three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power so you can live the life of your dreams and you know create a life of joy fulfill your mission. So uh, today we are going to be talking about being superhuman. Yes, superhuman. So um, who am I interviewing today? Well, Caroline Corey, the creator of the filmmaker of uh, Superhuman, the Invisible Made Visible film. And I love the name of that film. And in fact, in pre-launch, um, I was able to have a, an opportunity to watch this film in its entirety, and it is fantastic, absolutely fantastic, inspiring. I think anyone who's on a you know spiritual journey or higher consciousness journey or really wanting to understand how far can we tap into our human potential, you need to watch this film. <laughs> um, and you can go to superhumanfilm.com and check it out. Um, so you can rent it or you can buy it. It is amazing, amazing, amazing. And before I introduce Caroline, I just wanted to share a few more things uh, about this um, and about her. You know, Caroline is a uh, an award-winning filmmaker, futurist, and visionary author of the best-selling books on consciousness and energy medicine, tapping into the charts of consciousness, science, and mystical literature. As a child, throughout her life, she had numerous ESP um, and precognitive experiences, which led her to become deeply connected to existential topics and the study of consciousness and the mechanics of the universe. And so I absolutely am so thrilled to have Caroline on the show today. Um, she clearly, you know, I, I just feel like we're kind of like partners in terms of like the big cosmic partner, and, you know, raising the consciousness of the planet. And my book that's coming out, hopefully at the end of this year or early next year, is called Sensitivity is Your Superpower. Where we're going to be showing you how to do weather magic, how to do remote healing, um, how to do some telekinesis, um, you know, doing what I call perception kung fu, um, divine muscle testing. Super excited about that. And uh, so this film is a perfect timing. Welcome, Caroline. Hey, Karen. So good to hear you Hi. again. <laughs> yeah, so great to be with you again. Um, you know, I've got Facebook set to alert me every time that you are doing something. And boy, you are a busy lady. This is just launch. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it works when you have a movie to launch. You know, I have the classes as well. And, uh, you know, like you were saying, the timing. This is the timing to be doing this work. 
because with all the craziness that's happening on the planet, what you have left is you, <laughs> is yes. your, yes. you know, is your mind, you know, you can't control what's happening outside of you, which was never the case anyway. But now more than ever, you have to really, really try to take charge of your, the power of your mind. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so first of all, I just want to express my deep, deep gratitude for you, your team, uh, for producing such a beautiful piece of work. And um, uh, it's just so easy uh, to share and people can really see um, some science, you know, and I'm a, I'm a kind of a science nerd. So uh, as, an, as a medical doctor, I love seeing what you've done. This isn't just a bunch of woo-woo, wishful, yeah, some people can do it, some people can't, and it's sort of mysterious. You actually break it down into science. And so I just want to really appreciate you for doing that. Yeah, you know, because we've been talking about the mind having uh, an effect on the body, on the health for years and years and years. You know, this is not a new subject. Uh, even the medical doctors, uh, you know, tell us meditation helps you with stress relief, with blood pressure, all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, the information is already out there, but it, I feel like it's still very theoretical. It's just kind of a concept. And so I didn't want to just do the same thing in the movie. I wanted to take it to the next level and take those ideas and those principles and show, you know, on camera through experiments how the mind is actually affecting the body, is actually affecting, you, you know, your physical environment. So that's why I think the film, in a way, I don't know if you agree, it's a breakthrough because it, it hasn't been done before in film format where you actually show uh, that interaction of mind and matter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That I mean, that's one of my, I mean, I have many favorite parts in the, in the movie, of course, but, but that's maybe, you know, my, my left brain definitely uh, puts this film head, you know, head and shoulders uh, over many other films I've seen in the past because it's just so grounded, if you will, um, in the science, as well as that, you know, understanding of human potential and consciousness. So it kind of marries that uh, science and spirituality piece. And, and for people that aren't necessarily calling themselves spiritual or whatever, even if they go, gee, I want to tap into my best human potential, this is still a film for them. That's what I really love about it. Yeah, absolutely, because the idea is we're showing the science and the experiments just to demonstrate visually uh, the concept. But, of course, the bottom line and the message is about you, is about your consciousness, about your spirituality, about understanding who you are. It's, it's, that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. I love that. And here's the thing is I'm sure you're aware of in, in the past, maybe not that distant past for some people, um, some of what is discussed in the film in religious, certain religious sects have been considered the work of the devil. I'm just going to go right into that, okay? So, the work, you know, or, or evil, or work of the devil. And so how, how would you suggest we, you know, talk about that, you know, or, or address that concern with, with you know, I'm yeah, so it's kind of out there. Yeah, no, no, no. It, you know, you're right. Like, I try to not uh, look at those things because it, it doesn't really affect me personally because everybody's entitled to their opinion, you know, and their upbringing, and it's based on 
belief systems and generations and programming and all kinds of stuff. But the bottom line, you're right. Every now and then I would get like a Facebook message or something saying, you know, this is evil. You're not supposed to, you know, this is only God or whatever. Um, these are demonic, <laughs> whatever. And so, um, I uh, actually, um, I, I, feel, I, I can see the energy behind the person and so much fear. I feel like those folks are in so much fear of exploring their potential. And honestly, like if you look at it more seriously, uh, even in biblical terms, Jesus and Buddha and those types of characters, if you will, um, uh, beings, uh, had those powers. I mean, you know, so, uh, and not only that, but uh, they were saying that we are supposed to have these powers and more. And so it's almost hypocritical because they are worshiping or they're following these beliefs, um, you know, knowing very well that those beings did have supernatural, superhuman powers. And they were saying that that is the ultimate potential of humanity. So I feel like it's just uh, this not wanting to look at themselves and the fear of acknowledging their power because, it mean, because what happens is you take responsibility. You see, when, 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 you, uh, when something happens to you, and you say, oh, you know, it happened to me, you know, like uh, I'm a victim, you know, this, this is the will of God, something outside of yourself. It's almost like you have an excuse. And then there's nothing you can do and you just let God do its thing to you. But when you say, wait, I have the power to self-heal, self-correct, I have the power to create my reality, then you're taking responsibility and that's a lot harder for a lot of humans. It's much easier to say it's someone Absolutely. else's fault. And so because of that, you know, I totally understand where that's coming from. But to answer your question in more practical terms, like how do you deal uh, with those folks? Um, I, if I feel like this is, it's relevant, the person is open to listening, then I would perhaps respond and say, it's okay, I understand. But remember those beings did have those powers and wanted humanity to have those powers. But if I feel they're completely, you know, fanatic about their views, I totally let it go and I send it love. Mm, and that's, beautiful. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, because, you know, uh, it's not necessarily our job to like be controlling or forcing somebody to believe what we believe because then we're no better. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's totally not yeah, my that, style. Either. Yeah, go ahead. And, yeah, me, <laughs> me neither, me neither. And then oftentimes I have similar, you know, for people that are open, similar answers about, well, Jesus did say what I can do, you can do, you know, and, and so why not? Um, why limit ourselves? Um, so, yes, thank you so much for, <laughs> you know, answering yeah. that. No, uh, you're right, because question. it's still out there, unfortunately. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I'd, we'd love to know a little bit, uh, because not everyone has listened to the, the first show that we did together, um, tell us a little bit about your childhood, you know, the kind of ESP or gifts that you, that you had, and then, you know, how did it get to this point where you're now doing what you're doing as a spiritual healing teacher or, and, you know, a filmmaker? 
Yeah, so for me, it started when I was five. Um, I started having experiences where I could see angels, I could talk to them, uh, I could look at someone and see what was wrong with them, what the root cause of their health issue was, or what was going to happen to them the next day. I could hear their thoughts. I could see what was on the other side of the wall, you know, things like that. But, you know, I, yeah, I didn't know, like, I didn't think it was anything special. I, I thought, oh, you know, everybody does that. It's not a big deal. So I never really talked about it. I just kind of thought it was kind of cool, <laughs> you know. And so, <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, you know. In fact, I was embarrassed to say something because I didn't want, like, another kid to tell me, oh, what's the big deal? I can do that all the time, you know. Like, so, uh, so I didn't say anything. Yeah, I didn't say anything. And I kept those lines of communication, if you will, open to – the spirit world to, you know, the invisible world, whatever you want to call it. And so, but then, of course, as I grew up, I realized, wait, not everybody's doing this. <laughs> you know, uh, there's something to this. And and I wanted to understand how I was doing it. Like, uh, what was my brain doing to be able to see certain things that other people couldn't see? So by asking these questions, I got into the field of, consciousness the mechanics of consciousness what is consciousness um what are the parameters within which it operates uh do we all have the same type of consciousness you know are those beings those angels that i see are they do they have the same capabilities you know things like that so you know long story short i started working in the field of consciousness for like 15 20 years i developed a whole methodology um, in for energy medicine uh, and consciousness exploration, and um, you know, I start. I wrote books and I started training people, and you get more and more and more validation. You know, you're working with somebody who has got a health issue, and then it's gone. You work with somebody that you know, and you can see it on X-rays or blood tests or whatever. Uh, you're working with somebody who's got a trauma, you know, their whole life, and then it's gone, you know, on and on and on. Or you you get information, and then the next day it's on the radio, things that you have no prior experience in. Or so when you get validation after validation after validation, you go, okay, well, this is this. There's something here. This is real. Maybe mainstream science doesn't get it, doesn't understand it, doesn't explore it, uh, but I want to explore it. And, of course, then I started working with scientists who were in this field, who were exploring this field that we call parapsychology. And so parapsychology is the study of psi phenomena, but from a scientific perspective. So we, we we would do testing. You know, we would do, we would look at water and see if I could change the pH, for example, or DNA samples and change the electricity going through the sample, things like that. And, you know, for those who are listening, when we do a scientific experiment, we don't just like, you know, look at the, the object and just try to change it. We, we, it's like laboratory condition. We create a baseline, you know, so we take the sample and we measure it over and over and over, over a period of time. So we get like a reference point, a baseline. And then exactly at a certain time, you set your intention to do something with this uh, biological system, and then it does. And then the minute you look away, it goes back to the baseline. That's how we know that the effect came from 
the intention. And so, and then you have to repeat it over and over and over. You don't just do it once. So it's very, it's scientifically run. It's, it's done properly. And so we realized that, wait, this is repeatable. This does work, <laughs> you know, even scientifically. Now, granted, not every day the effect is the same because we're dealing with consciousness. So, so consciousness also is connected with environmental factors. Some days, you are tired. Some days there's a big storm right outside your window. It's interfering with your magnetic field and so on and so forth. So, but, we do, but you repeat it enough to know and to come to a conclusion that there is an effect, you know? And so, so working with these scientists for a couple of years and having those uh, successful results, I said, wait, this is, we need to show this to the world, you know? All the people who are working in energy medicine, the people who are working in, you know, consciousness and believing that this is real, they need to see this, not just hear about it. And that's how I started making films. Um, and, of course, this, this film, Superhuman, that's how it came about from all these experiments that we actually did in the lab. Wow. Wow, wow. <laughs> that was a long answer. Amazing. But... Yeah, that's great because I was just going to ask you, can you share with us the science, some of the scientific experiments that you did? So that's perfect. And do you have a favorite? Like is there one that totally like filled your heart with joy the most out of all the ones that you shared in the movie? Just curious. Well, you know, so, so when we were starting to look at, okay, what experiments, I wanted to make them relatable, you know, like, um, I don't know if I have a favorite, but each one does something different for me, you know, it's right. like, um, you know, so, so for example, the first one was remote viewing. Uh, we did an, what we call an outbounder experiment. The reason why I like this one is because it's very relatable when, you know, you're a mother, you have a, a sense or you have a vision that something's wrong with your son on the other side of the planet. Like, how, how did you see, have that vision? How, how did that happen when you think of someone and then, it, and then they call? And, you know, when you, you see things before uh, they happen uh, at a distance, obviously, because, it's, you know, it's not in your environment. So all these are very relatable. So many people have these experiences. That's why... I wanted to do the remote viewing experiment, which was mind-blowing, by the way. Um, and and uh, I also like the water experiment, the pH, because that is also very relatable because we know our bodies are made of water. We know that alkaline environment in the body is good for you. The, the viruses and bacteria cannot survive. So by you focusing on a glass of water and changing the pH... And, and succeeding means that you can do the same to your body. You are made mostly of water. So that one, too, is very, very useful, I want to say, and relatable. But I think the one that's the craziest one, <laughs> the one that's absolutely mind-blowing, that most people also are mind-blown about is the blindfolds. I mean, yes. that... That is like, what? <laughs> so basically, you know, when I first saw the kids um, doing things completely blindfolded, um, unfortunately, also for those who are listening, you know, there's all kinds of stuff on the Internet, you know, and uh, even telekinesis, which we also did in the movie. And people say, well, people are cheating. How do we know they're not cheating? 
So I'm sure some people are cheating, <laughs> just like in anything else. Um, I can't speak for those people. I can speak for the people that I have personally investigated, the technique that I have personally done, the technique that um, you know I've researched. And so, um, and I can tell you, this is very real, very real. Um, the blindfolds are completely dark, um, and you and these kids are able to see, read. Uh, ride ride a bike, play ping pong, do all kinds of stuff completely blindfolded. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Wow, that's amazing. And um, I, I think that uh, you know, I, when I first saw something of this, this was um, from another spiritual teacher. I think living in Korea, I, I believe there's a little film with with Al Gore in it, and he was watching these kids, you know, put the book against their forehead and read them. And I was just totally blown away by that. And I was thinking, well, they're kids. But in your film, we talk about adults being able to be trained in that. So maybe you can speak a little bit about it's not too late. <laughs> we want to learn these Yeah, skills. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing that I wanted to do in the film is, not sh- is show that it's not just a, an isolated group of kids somewhere, but all kinds of people, all kinds of culture, all kinds of ages, you know, men, women, Anybody can do this with the proper training, but, (laughs) you know, children will do it so much faster. I mean, literally. So we just did a class online, and after the second class, the kids were able to read and do a puzzle online. So we weren't even like, because usually you do these classes in person. And so, but the the adults, you have to think at least like eight classes, 10 classes to start to, you know, to get there. Because, because you know, as the kids, like you tell them, okay, put your blindfolds on. What color am I holding in my hand? They just tell you. They just like, they don't overthink it. But, but, but an adult would be like, wait, how am I supposed to see? I, I told, it's pitch black. And you start to think and analyze and and judge and and all of that interferes with the process so with an right. adult you have to kind of deprogram 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 you know and kind of release and that's the reason why it's much harder with adults right no i can understand i i'd be like uh so, so what choices do i have Okay, okay. <laughs> are you giving me five choices or eight? Yeah. You know, like my my left brain would be like, okay, let me limit it, you know, so it's not like 256 colors I have to choose from, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> got a process, right? Like, you know. Right, yeah. right. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah, we'll ask you a little bit later about the, the classes that are being offered. But uh, first, I would love to you know, um, to answer this question or for you to answer this question uh, related to um, what's on people's minds. It's like, hey, you know, Carolyn, you were kind of born seemingly, you know, talented and gifted. How do I know that I really have these gifts? Like, why haven't I noticed them yet? If I do, is it too late for me? So we talked a little bit about that, but maybe you can share a little bit more from your perspective and experience. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a very common question because um, when I tell my story, they say, well, you are like different or gifted or whatever. But I think I had my my uh, experiences and I kept them going uh, on and off, by the way. It's not like it was every day, like, you know, because you still have to have a normal the kind of a focus on the human uh, 
aspect of your life. But I think it it was for the purpose of me doing what I'm doing, you know, to, to kind yep. of, you know, that, and it's not so easy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it was part of my, so, so, and it's not as easy as people think. Like, I mean, because you start to, to see things and you, you, because I, I never had a teacher, by the way. I didn't have a guru or I didn't go to class to study this. I had those those experiences and I developed a methodology by trying different things and saying, oh, you know, what is transcendental meditation or what is that thing? So I explored so many different things on my own to figure out how I was doing it different or similar, you know, what, what you know. And I realized that, I had to create my own method, and that's what I did. I created meditation techniques and things like that. And so, but my point is, I think the, my story is for me to be able to do all of this to help others. It does not mean that others cannot do it. It just means that it, it, that's the most common on planet Earth. <laughs> you know, you grow up in, a, in an environment, usually parents who don't know about this. You know, it's not their fault. Sometimes we say the parents shut you down, or but it's not their fault because their parents did the same thing to them, you know? Right. And so it, that's, that's the way it is. And so um, the idea is, uh, you know, is, is to just remember that everybody has this capability, everybody. And so uh, it, it's just a matter of believing that you do and that it's not too late, you know? And so, and sometimes people um, unconsciously kind of stop themselves from getting into this field too soon because it's just not the right time, you know, in their life. So I think, I really, really think that everybody has the same potential, but just like trying the, you know, playing the piano for the first time or taking up, I don't know, singing, everybody can sing. But you have to start training. Now, some people will probably end up singing a little better or playing the piano a little bit better. But it doesn't mean that you can't play the piano. It just means that you have the potential. You have to do the training because you have never done it before. <laughs> and, and you just go at it. So I 100% believe it's an innate ability um, for everyone. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. And before I ask the next question, I would like to invite those of um, folks that are listening in live, if you want to call in and ask Caroline a question, the number to call in is 818-514-1190 and hit 1 so we know you have a question. And I'll be unmuting folks later if there's a question. I've also opened up the chat if you want to ask your question there. So it's, again, 818-514-1190 and hit 1. So, Caroline, you talked about children just a little bit ago, and uh, I would love your take on how you would counsel parents who do have, uh, quote-unquote, sensitive children uh, who see imaginary friends or angels or demons or whatever, uh, or who take an interest in the supernatural. How would you counsel them to handle those situations? I would say the first thing to do is to not ignore it and not to shut it down like for example when the kid says I'm speaking to an imaginary friend to not say no you're not there's nobody there stop that you know because it's conflicting the 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 child 
will create a conflict in their mind. It's, it's actually, it could be even a trauma because they truly believe that they're doing that. So if the parent says, no, you're not, they start to think that there's something wrong with them. So, and, and then when the, when the experience happens again, because it's happening spontaneously, they associate that with, wait, something's wrong with me. And that could become a more of a serious problem. But the next time they do something spontaneously, and this could be something harmless, like, I don't know, they feel like they want to draw, they have a, some sort of talent like that, they're going to associate it that, wait, there's something wrong with me because I'm not supposed to have this spontaneous, you know, connection with something that I haven't been taught or something like that. And so I think that that's the first thing is acknowledgement. Then just try to understand how um, they are experiencing it. So by them asking the question, well, tell me about uh, about this. What, what, how do you see it? How do, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Where do you see the being? What are they telling you? How does it make you feel? And so when you ask these questions, like I said, not only you're not denying the fact that that's what they're experiencing, but now you are helping them process this, um, this experience. And so by them processing and talking about it, they get more clarity themselves. And then the ultimate uh, question is, how does it make you feel? So yeah. if, if they're seeing monsters and demons and they're afraid, then there's something that you, that you want to do about it because the child is themselves is acknowledging that they don't like that experience. And so, so then you are not telling them to stop. They are saying, I don't like this experience. I'm scared. So then you are partnering with them. You're helping them getting rid of these thoughts or because these are, these, these could be actually entities that are scary. So, so you see, it's more of a partnership um, until you get to that one question. If the, if the kid, so if it is something like that, then you want to just make also the child or let the child be empowered enough to will it away. Say, well, I don't want to have, if, you, if, you, if, if you're scared, then the next time this happens, say, I don't want to have this experience anymore. I don't want to see you again. Go away. And then you create a bubble around you. You know, the kids can visualize so well. Like, I mean, it's so easy for them. You know, put yourself, put yourself in a bubble. And next time you see this person, uh, this being, just imagine that they can't pierce your bubble. They cannot come inside. You, you know, something like that. Um, so, so you can train them to deal with the problem as opposed to, uh, telling the denying that they're having this problem, and uh, and then if the experience is really positive, like oh I love speaking to my you know <laughs> um, imaginary friend and we're we're going to do this uh, we're playing together or whatever, so then this is this is more um, interesting and I would say uh, you know you can get more information about that exchange, how, how they make that happen. And then I would explore, um, you know, more of a technique like a school or a teacher like yourself or myself or other schools um, that really 
help the kids develop those abilities because there is no danger. They don't see a danger. They don't feel a danger. Um, and, and that's what, what I would say could be helpful. That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I've had some really interesting um, experiences and in just, you know, with, with some of my patients and wonderful open parents. They may not know what to do, but at least they know to come to me and say, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. What do I say? You know, my little yeah. one's seeing ghosts. What do I do? You know, and, uh, and, and it pretty much, you know, um, coincides with the, you know, what the advice you've given and um, that curiosity, um, and being with them and, and not, uh, and really acknowledging their experience has been so healing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, really awesome. So that's fantastic. Um, so you talked a little about, you know, um, before about, you know, religion and things like that. Um, there are some people definitely are very open, you know, to learning these skills. The fear is slightly different, not that they're, you know, cavorting with the devil or anything like that, uh, but they're fearful that maybe training in these skills would open them up to unpleasant energy or make them ungrounded um, or maybe open up their field to you know negative energies. So maybe you can share a little bit about um, your perspective on that fear. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason why um, they have to be trained. If like, again, if the experience is positive, uh, for example, if they came to me, the first thing that I would teach the kid is how to protect themselves. Um, so, and again, it's so easy. The kids just do it. They get it. Uh, and so, um, so, so if you do that as kind of a uh, protocol, um, they learn to do it at, from the beginning. And so whatever comes on, uh, you know, if, if, if another negative energy was going to come in, then they know about it already and they know how to protect themselves. And so that's what I, that's why I said, um, you know, you, at one point you re, they really should be trained because, uh, because yeah, I mean, all kinds of things start to happen. And I had those experiences myself. That's how I learned that not all meditations were doing what I wanted it to do because I could see all kinds of energies floating around. So the first thing is, you know, in my case was, did I make this up? Is this real? You know, of course I'm saying when I was a kid, right? And then um, eventually I, I learned to discern. And then I realized, wait, there are very negative, dark things out there. <laughs> and so, and as I was exploring uh, my energy field, um, which meditation works, I realized that you have to have a very strong meditation technique that, that aligns your energy, raises your vibration, and protects you. And so that's why this is part of the, the protocol and the most basic thing that they should learn. That is so beautiful. Awesome. And just a reminder for folks that are on live, if you want to put a question in the chat for Carolyn and myself, please put it in the chat. Or if you're uh, calling in, um, you can use 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up. Again, 818-514-1190. So, Carolyn, maybe you can tell us a little bit about how people go to watch the film and then tell us about, you know, if somebody wants to get training with you, how do they go about doing that? 
Yeah, so the film is at um, superhumanfilm.com, the website uh, actually where all the information is. So www.superhumanfilm.com. And uh, they'll see all the platforms that are available, uh, you know, Amazon, iTunes, or Vimeo, whatever. And, uh, and also there, the, you know, if they go to the tab that says workshops, they'll see the classes that are relevant to this sort of work, which is uh, remote viewing, telekinesis, spoon bending, you know, and the meditation techniques. Yeah, and the meditation techniques for these types of abilities, the blindfolds as well. Um, are listed on there. So, and then if they don't see what what they want, for example, the blindfold classes are usually quite small because we can't train, you know, 200 people online for this type of thing. And so that's why they they close quite quickly. They become full. So we keep creating new classes as much as possible. So um, they can sign up for updates also for any sort of news. So that's superhumanfilm.com. If they're interested in, um, you know, other kinds of work, um, understanding the energy field, the guidance system, you know, all these meditation techniques, and especially healing. I have a whole methodology for healing energy medicine. Then they should go to carolinecorey.com, um, caroline, L-I-N-E, Corey, C-O-R-Y.com. And they'll see, I have a massive library. I've been teaching for so long. Um, you know, they can click on classes and they'll see all the different types or the healing sessions and they'll see um, a huge amount of sessions on different topics. But also people can go to my YouTube channel, just go to the to the YouTube icon and I have all kinds of free stuff on there, you know, that people can just start exploring if they're new to this as well. Oh, that's fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so just to um, say that again, superhumanfilm.com. So that's where you can get the film and then check out the workshops. I see that your blindfold workshop for adults is already full for September. <laughs> so well done uh, on that. I see the ones for kids as well and some other. Uh, I think there's a live workshop coming as well in October. Um, yeah. Is that right? Yes, hopefully we can. We'll see what with the whole COVID situation, but yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, fantastic. Great. And then uh, the other um, uh, is uh, carolinecorey.com, so folks can go there as well. And uh, people will want to know, do you still do one-on-one healing sessions? Yeah, you know, I have so many requests. So uh, I'm really backed up right now, and um, especially with the movie promotion, so I'm focusing on that. So, but what happens is uh, every now and then I would open up a time, a time frame on my schedule, and I would do all the private sessions. So I recommend that they just email, and then we'll put them on the list. And then as soon as I have that time, I will do the one-on-one again. However, having said that, if there is a very urgent request, and what I call urgent is a suicidal case, um, a kid who's, you know, at that, in that space, in that place, um, that, to me that is an urgent matter or somebody who's, you know, going into surgery for something, you know, life and death. Um, situation. So those types of 
things, um, you know, you, you'll, I, will, I will do my best to make time for you at any time. Okay, great. Fantastic. Thank you. And for folks that have specific physical ailments, um, I see a spot on, um, on the website for looking up those specific elements for healing sessions. So maybe you can share a little bit about, about that. Is that. Is that like a pre-recorded MP3 that they listen to to do self-healing? Or is that a group thing? Yeah, yeah, it's an MP3, and it, these work very, very well. And so if you have a, a chronic ailment or something that's coming up, that's why I, I, uh, we classified them by title, by area. So if it's, a, you know, a, a blood, blood disease or, you know, arthritis, uh, fibromyalgia type thing, anything like that, you just do those sessions. These are just MP3 sessions. And you can do it as many times as you want. They are reprogramming sessions. They're very powerful and they work, at least to kind of get you on the right track, you know, uh, to shift you from the place. They're very profound reprogramming sessions. Fantastic. So people can use them regularly and then as needed. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, correct. Okay, fantastic. Oh, great. Awesome. So I'm just going to check the queue, see if anybody has their hand up. We see a bunch of people there, but uh, <laughs> I must be asking everyone's question already. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. That's great. Uh, okay, fantastic. Um, and then, well, one of the questions that might come up, I'm just kind of tuning into the group here, is, uh, well, what if we want to learn your healing modality, if you will, or whatever modality you mentioned previously, uh, what does that involve? Yeah, so I think the best way, if people want to learn to become healers themselves, that's what I mentioned earlier, go to the online classes, the classes tab on the website, carolinecorey.com, and then you will see the healers program. So that is a great training, um, and it's quite, um, you know, detailed um, about the methodology, because it's not just like, you know, you just, intend and that's it. it it's quite uh, kind of detailed so the, there's the healers program also there's another class called the guidance system mastering your guidance system i recommend this one as well to really learn to discern what are you receiving how are you receiving information how do you know you didn't make it up how how does it work where's the information coming from is it a spirit guide is it your higher consciousness is it an ET or like how to, so so that's what the guidance system is about. So if you are interested in learning to become a practitioner yourself, that's what I would say. Where I would say you should start. Okay, fantastic. Um, well, for this next question, again, it's a little bit of a loaded question. You may not have had anybody ask you this question, <laughs> but coming from a healer space. Um, my perception, again, this is just my perception, my perception is that I've been noticing, um, you know, various different um, healers, many celebrity healers, things like that, um, are having some challenges with discernment, and sometimes I'll even get the alert that um, their group is being attacked, um, and for whatever reason, you know, 
that particular mini mission that I have is to help out that particular group um, because they don't have that ability to to do that or see that or understand the the dark, so to speak. And I love to say, I love, you know, we love them into the light. It's not about fighting them. It's not about torturing them. It's not about, you know, binding them. They used to do that, all that kind of stuff. So just wanted to know what your take on that is, um, given the process of you know, spiritual evolution and consciousness on the planet. Just curious whether you've noticed any similar trend. I actually have not paid attention to those. Um, I don't know who you mean exactly in terms of celebrity healers um, but, and, or how they're being attacked. I, I don't know if I actually don't really, I think I'm not paying attention to those because I haven't seen them. Um, but it sounds like it's part of your work for some reason to become aware of those things. But in, But I have them seen something like this in the past obviously and I feel like um, you know as you are doing this work you're always exposed like we mentioned earlier to all kinds of criticism and things like that Um, but it's all about discernment I think um, you the idea is to go back to your heart and really feel within your heart uh, where the truth is and just align with that truth for yourself and for the group or whatever, whoever is being attacked. Um, And also, you know, it's very easy to attack someone else because you can just be out there. And, and And you see this on all levels. You know, you have people who go on social media and just say something very mean without any kind of even justification. Like instead of saying, well, I don't agree with this because da da da. You know, they just say this is, <laughs> you know, and so so there's a lot of that. This tells you where humanity is at, you know, and uh, so I would say if you are looking for protection, again, just do the meditation where you stay in that protection and bring with you whoever is being attacked in that meditation. I call it connecting to source. Like I said. Because I looked everywhere for different types of meditation that would do that. This brings you into alignment with source, which is, to me, ultimately the highest, purest form of energy and, and intelligence in the universe. And just keep yourself in that space, and then the rest will just dissolve on its own. Yeah, that's great. And that does remind me of one of the things that has come up over and over again, um, uh, and seemingly an art, not an argument or disagreement online, but it's two different perspectives, and I think they can work together. One perspective is, you know, if you're very high vibrational, uh, you don't need a shield, you don't need a bubble, you don't need protection. And the other camp saying, well, gee, you know, we, we're not uh, all 100% conscious yet. <laughs> so there are times where, yeah, we may have uh, we may have holes in our shield, so to speak, our natural shield. Um, and so, therefore, there are these tools that help us um, to be in that space of protection while we're evolving. And I'm more in the second camp, but would just love to know your perspective on these two things. Yes, you need a shield. No, you don't need a shield. Yeah, I mean, uh, technically, technically, if you are able – to raise your vibration and maintain <laughs> your vibration yeah. 24-7, that's the key word, you know, 24-7, then of course you don't need a shield because you're, you're above all the attacks which are lower vibration anyway. 
But the truth is, um, it doesn't really work this way, not because you are just unconsciously wanting to lower your vibration, whatever, but you are coming in contact with all kinds of lower vibration all day long. I mean, maybe less if you are more aware that you don't want to come in contact with those energies. But the minute you look at something online that's negative, you are focusing on a lower vibration. It doesn't mean that it's lowering your vibration in that instant, but you're still focused on it. Then you go, you know, somebody calls you and they are in a lower vibration. And then you go out and uh, you eat something that, you know. So what I'm saying is like the, the, the reality is you are bombarded with, all kinds of lower vibration all the time. And so it's a really big, I mean, training to be able to get to a place that no matter what you come in contact with, nothing, absolutely nothing affects you. So if you can do that, then sure, you don't need a protection. Absolutely. But because that's not really the case. Yeah, but 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 most people, you know, that's not the case for 95% of the population, at least, maybe more. <laughs> then I would say, <laughs> just do the the protection and and don't worry about it. You know, that's another thing. It's like the path of least resistance. So so I call it like an uh, energetic flush or energetic hygiene. So, you know, at the end of the day, same with the morning, too, you do that meditation and you flush your system out, whether you think you attracted something or not. You know, it's like the path of least resistance. If you went to Costco, you probably picked up a few things. If you, you know, it's like, you know, just, <laughs> you know, just, like, just like you take a shower every day. Do you not take a shower every day? Do you not brush your teeth exactly. every day? Yeah, it's like, you know, you don't think about it. Like, wait, did I really get dirty enough to, you know, my teeth, you know, so I have to brush my, do you need to justify? You just do it. And so it's the same thing. Why can't we address our spiritual being and the energetic being in the same way? You probably, you, we are electromagnetic receivers and emitters. So we are exchanging energy all the time. <laughs> So you uh-huh. probably picked up a couple of them. So the idea is you pick up less and less and less, but you just do the flush and you're done. Five minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And that's, that's awesome. That's I'm, I'm a big fan of training. That's for sure. People that know me. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and also the, it's called connecting to source. That's the same meditation that does all of that. It aligns you, keeps your vibration up, and it flushes you out. It's free of charge on my website. And so people can just do it and not worry about it. I love it. That's great. Well, and a key issue here that you know we've been talking about is that level of um, conscious self-responsibility. Now, you know, we're not going to make anybody do anything, or we don't want to. That's not our our goal as as teachers. Um, just to share our experience, and those that are open to it um, can make that choice of being responsible. Just like you said, if you're you know showering every day or brushing your teeth or being clean, we can make the choice of that. And I, I do have some people uh, occasionally will say, well, Dr. Karen, can you do this for me and that for me and this for me and that for me and this for me? <laughs> you know. And uh, a lot of times now I will come back and say, okay, well, here's some tools. Here's some free tools. You know, Let's have you try this, 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 and this. 
and then let me know how it goes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, the, you know, this yeah, is about empowerment at the end of the day. Because if you end up doing everything for everyone, then they're still looking outside themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. You give <laughs> me the cure. You fix me. You know, yeah, exactly. Instead of saying, hey, I can do this. I can do this. How, how do I do this? You know, which is a better question. How do I do this? As opposed to, can you do this for me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why all my classes really train you to self-heal, self-correct. It's not, you know, that that's the idea. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Great. Well, we do have one question here. Um, so what I'm going to do is uh, unmute you and say your area code, and you can say your first name, and then you can ask your question. Here we go. I'm muting you now. So area code 678. Hi, who's this? Hello, this is Marilyn. Hi, Marilyn. Um, I was, hi. I had a question related to um, protection and um, I was wondering if your jewelry, the Ascension 3, would work for children or teenagers who may not do the meditation every day. So, um, or someone who's sick, you know, that um, in a hospital. So I wondered how that compared to the other types of meditation. Okay. Are you talking about the Ascension 3 jewelry that I yes. have? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's in- yeah. energy infused? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, well, although not relevant to this particular interview, let me answer that real quick. Um, the energies are always the potential there, and they will auto-clear whatever they are allowed to auto-clear. For example, um, for my husband, he's at a higher level of responsibility level right now, so sometimes I'll do these automatic clearings and healings for people that give me uh, permission in this little, I call it a healing basket, so every morning, every evening. And sometimes um, I'll just check into something that's going on with him, and I get the, nope, you are not allowed. You know, And the jewelry is not allowed to automatically clear that for James. But what he can do is just ask it for help. So the other day he was, you know, a little bit flustered by some of the negative feedback he got on Facebook for posting something up, and it was really bothering him. And I said, okay, well, I'm not allowed to clear this for you is what I'm being told. So, um, But what I'll have you just try it out as an experiment is just hold your necklace and just make that intention, help me clear my reactivity to so-and-so and so-and-so, such-and-such. And he did that, and very, very soon afterward he goes, oh, my gosh, I feel so much better. But you see how he needed to take that responsibility, Marilyn? No, I understand. So with younger children, children. they're not going to yeah, they're not necessarily going to be um, uh, expected to have that. But it's very easy to uh, teach them that. Just like with Carolyn's work, it's very easy for them to learn. You know these sorts of things. So it depends on who they are. I have a four-year-old that I mean, not formally a client, but parents and grandparents gave me permission to help her because she was dealing with dark angels day in and day out and getting very flustered, very angry, very, you know, emotional. And then we found out that that's her job. Her job is to heal dark angels. So then my job was to help her um, have at least some tools uh, to be able to do that job easier. She's just four, at least in this lifetime. She's an old soul, but she's just four in this time. So we're, and, and then that helps the mother learn, that helps the grandmother learn, you know. So there's this whole thing that, you know, um, is happening. Um, so we also have to take our responsibility. But the other thing you can do, too, is if you're allowed, is you create that order or directive for that person as well, and that would be helpful. Okay. Well, great. I, I know it kind of related to protection, so I, I thought of your jewelry. 
Okay. (laughs) If I could say something as well, if you don't mind. Um, you know, sometimes it's the jewelry is a great idea. The energy is a great idea, but I think, um, you know, also for kids who don't want to, um, you know, do a meditation or people who are very sick, uh, I, you have to think also that sound is, um, is also very healing and can do that. So for example, I mean, you can look into it, um, I don't know what Karen is offering on in those terms, but I have a, for example, a multimedia meditation uh, DVD, and also I have um, an a um, audiovisual. It's actually a whole movie. It's called I Am the Universe, and it, visually it's beautiful. It's, it's it's not a real movie in the sense that there are characters and stuff. It's just images, colors, and sounds, and kids love those. Because they're just looking at colors and hearing sounds and it's beautiful music and it's shifting their whole vibration and bringing on that protection because it's raising the vibration. So that's another thing that's very easy to do. You just play that DVD in the house or around, you know, uh, if somebody's sick in their room and you just let that that energy of, of sound heal them and protect them at the same time. And it's very pleasant. It's, it's nice, you know, as an I love it. And that's uh, yeah. the uh, I Am the Universe, I Am Love. That's the one yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, it's people, uh, kids love that one. And, and the multimedia right. meditations, too. Uh, you just play it around the house, you know, or things like that. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's great. Yep. So that's under um, you know carolyncorley.com, and if you go to products, if you do the drop-down menu to books and CDs, you'll see those there, and um, that's really great. Um, I'm definitely getting some for my <laughs> some of my uh, you know some of my um, family members who have little kids are not as you know woo-woo as I am, so to speak. But this would be good because this will be like you know something enjoyable that isn't. We're not going to be openly, you know, necessarily talking about bubbles or entities or angels or anything like that. So uh, that is a fantastic resource. Uh, thank you. Wonderful. Is that helpful, uh, Marilyn? Yeah. No. The combination, all the better. You know, yeah. When you're dealing yeah, with great. teenagers or you know someone who is, like you mentioned, suicidal or whoever, you're not sure if they are, and you know, just any support that you can give and purchase and buy for somebody. Yeah, so, just, just yeah. Uh, play it around the house. Like, you don't have to make it like this will make you feel good. Because then they will put up their resistance, you know? Resistance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just say, oh, I really love this. It makes me feel good. It makes, And you uh-huh. just kind of, like, you're playing a song. You know, you're just happy. And, and, and then they let go. They just allow it. Because you're not telling them this is good for you. Take it, you know? Right, right. No, I I love it. I think I'll just buy one of that as well. (laughs) You know, because I work with a lot of clients, and they're of course they're stressed out. So yeah, maybe (laughs) I can play it here as well. It sounds like a great resource. So thank you very much. Sure, beautiful. Thank you, Marilyn. And uh, you know, I I think that Marilyn. I I know I just muted you, but uh, I think that your family and friends and clients are just so lucky, you know, to have you because I know you've been on the shows and. And you've you've uh, asked questions, and you're inquisitive, and you're curious, and you're learning, and you're growing, and uh, wow, you know, I think everyone in your space is just so so lucky to 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 have you in their corner and and the love that you give. So thank you for for always being here, <laughs> Carolyn. It's been a wonderful wonderful hour. Thank you 
so much, uh, not just for producing this for human film and all the resources that you have for people, but you know, just for being you and uh, for being the bright light you are. Thank you. Well, I was going to say the same thing to you, you know, Karen, because you're, I love that you're out there doing this work, helping so many people. So uh, I just so appreciate you. And I love that you're, um, you're out there, you believe in this, and then you're helping so many people. So, so thanks for having me on and uh, let's keep uh, doing this. Yes, yes, my pleasure. So wonderful, so wonderful, and I love these partnerships. I also want to thank our listeners for listening in. Until next time, lots of love. Lots of love, Carolyn. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you. Bye.